ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey friends, it's me, Sharon McMahon, host of Here's Where It Gets Interesting. And we've been working hard on a new documentary series called Resilience that explores the incarceration of Japanese Americans in the United States during World War II. So join me as I talk with experts and share firsthand accounts that detail the resilience shown by 120,000 Japanese Americans who endured wartime imprisonment right here in America. And on October 24th, we'll conclude our series with a special episode. Actor George Takei sits down with me to talk about his family's experience behind the barbed wire fences of an incarceration camp. Don't miss it because here's where it gets interesting. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at dropskicksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am as always Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi Dylan. Hi Alex, hi guys. Um, You know, I was thinking about it, I think this week might have been, like this past week, might have been the most that me and Alex have ever actively disagreed on wrestling, like consistently. Because like we have had like three different arguments about wrestling this week. Um just like in the DMs, like, just like, oh, I think that this is like, like, we just had a lot of, uh, like disagreements on stuff. So this is going to be an interesting episode, isn't it? Maybe. Or it's going to be us bickering. Yeah, that is, that is you foreshadowing here. Um, but to start off, uh, we, we got, we have a new review, um, courtesy of, of Apple. Um, so this review comes from Angelus TSP. Uh, Angela said immediate five star and sub. So I gave five stars, right? Let's go. And it says, in quotes, imagine a two year old wrestling. Still would be better than Carmella. Actually, I should have said Britt Baker. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Just because of that line, you get an immediate five star and new subscriber. So uh, oh, thank you, Dylan, for earning us that five star rating all by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Let's be honest, Riho and Azumi were both better when they were literal, uh, like, 10-year-olds. But, you know, that's that's besides the point. I appreciate that review. Uh, I love it when a, when a joke gets gets a pop, uh, 
I can't really hear the pops. So the pops are in the reviews. So if you if you laugh at any of my jokes, leave a review and tell me you laughed. Or you just like our coverage. I don't know. It's it's nice. It I need validation, guys. It's necessary. Yes, we, we do crave external validation. Um yes. but only validation. Yeah. Like if you don't like the show, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I ever if I ever mentioned this on air. Uh my friends have turned the negative reviews into like copy pastas. Um, oh, no I know I've told you this before. But I've never told like I don't think I've ever told like the show that's like randomly my friend Caesar will just send me the review, like just he'll just write it out himself because he has it saved in his phone and just like just to troll me, just for fun. Like the uh, the Dylan knows nothing about wrestling one. He just he just does that for fun. I was like, you are you're terrible, <laughs> and it's it's a good time. It's a good time. So yeah, uh, please only positive validation. That's good. That's good. Um, I just checked there, and we do have four point three stars out of five on Spotify from forty one yeah. ratings. So um, Spotify's our town. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, Spotify loves us. Um, but uh, there's a lot to get into this week, so we can't really yes. mess around too much. So today, Stardom decided to make our lives a lot more difficult by announcing the blocks for the five star Grand Prix. Um, we were yeah. going to talk about it anyway because they announced the venues for everything and the dates for the GP. Uh, during the pay-per-view, but now we have the blocks as well. So, getting into the blocks, we have the Red Stars block. It is Siri, Tam Nakano, Utami Haishishta, Azumi, Koguma, Maika, Himeka, Tekla, Unagi Sayaka, Saki Kashima, Mai Sakurai, Risa Sarah of Prominence, and Saki of Colors. So, um, bit you know, of deja vu there. Because yeah. Siri, Tam, Utami... Azami and Micah, and I'm pretty sure Unagi, and Unagi. were all yeah. in the same block last uh, year. Something well. that I realized, uh, I looked into it. Uh, the only active wrestler in stardom who is in a different block is Saya. Um, mm-hmm. Because last year it was Takumi, Konami, and Ruaka who were the other three and Saya in this block that is identical to that block. So. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with extra people, because like it went up from ten to thirteen and six plus, you know, like like obviously there's there's more there's more people there, but it's definitely a similar block to what we saw last year, and I don't know how crazy I am about that. Um, I like the the matches will be good, but like I've seen Azumi Shuri like a lot every year, pretty much, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're good, like they're consistently pretty decent, but like I'm like. Can we get, you know, like, I don't know, maybe just a little, you know, is what it is. Also, uh, I got to say, this is probably one of the first times that a uh, be, uh, beyond the wave, Jesus, um, <laughs> a, a, a wave turn, a catch the wave match is also a five star match within like the same year. Like, that's a pretty, mm-hmm. and especially because they are in the same block. Like, they aren't even just, like, they just wrestled like last week, uh, Saki and Risa, I mean. Yes, yeah, they're in the the hardcore block for for yeah. Wave. Saki's uh, a terrible hardcore wrestler. It's hilarious. Like it's it's comical how not good she is yeah, at hardcore wrestling. Yeah. That um, block like was at pain. the at the catch the wave style. Like I, yeah. I thought Miyazaki versus Risa Sarah was like really really good. I think they have in like really weirdly great chemistry together in like the hardcore matches because they're just both psychos and just weird. Um, but yeah, Saki's just not 
uh, that. So uh, yeah, we didn't even get to talk about it. Saki's in the five star. Like that's that was announced on the Korokin, and here she is. Yep. So she was X. Um, I, I do kind of get where you're coming from. I think the Red Stars block is the unexciting block. Um, there is great stuff in it, though. I mean, yeah. obviously, we're getting Siri and Utami again, which your mileage may vary. Uh, they're doing Utami and Himeka, which is the match we've been wanting for over a year now. Um, you're going to get Azumi and Koguma. You're going to get Tekla mixing it up there with some people, and that's like a really good block for Tekla to mix it up with. Yeah. Um, you're going to get My Sakurai getting a real trial by fire. You're going to have My Sakurai versus Saki in a battle of the big boots. So, this is also good stuff. the it's first My Hime singles match, which I'm yeah. actually really excited for. Because mm-hmm. um, that will either be really good or just not. So, like, you know, it's it's it has a high ceiling but a low floor, and I'm kind of hoping for mm-hmm. the high ceiling, obviously. Definitely. Um, but it's definitely a lot more safe. Um, but you kind of know what you're going to get from this block. So I can understand not being super excited by it. But as the, as the uh, and I think goes also, along, it'll deliver. I think also, one, sorry for interrupting. I do that quite often. But one thing is that, like, as every, I don't know if everybody knows this, but, like, my, my favorite thing about these round-robin tournaments is bounty hunting, where it's, like, beating a champion means that, it, you know, eventually you, you have a, a case. Um even though in the recent years it's kind of gotten muddied where it's like, oh, well, you kind of have to beat, like, the five people that... It, it's gotten really stupid lately. Um, but, like, so Azumi beating Shuri, she's done that 17 million times, and she's not mm-hmm. going to challenge for the red belt. Whereas, like, if Azumi and Saya were in the same block, and Azumi beat Saya, that would be a fresh match that could happen down the road type of thing. Uh, so I think that's one thing from the red block, is that it's like, oh, well... Azumi's my favorite wrestler, and she can't really bounty hunt because there's nobody to bounty hunt. That kind of sucks, but, you know, that's just a me thing. Yeah, we're probably going to get a repeat of some things. You know, Micah is probably going to beat Utami or Siri. Yeah. Um, Unagi might get a surprise there and challenge for the red belt or something. Like, that's one of the issues that I do have with the block is that somebody like Micah is going to be doing the same stuff she's always done. Exactly. Um, whereas the other block, there'd be so many fresh matches. But There's, you know, the yeah, thing yeah, is, yeah. it's 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 solid. They know what they're gonna get. We know what we're gonna get. Um, and I mean, the other block is a lot more unpredictable. I, I've talked I've talked with Xavier about this a lot. Is that like the issue with round robins? Is that they really give away every single match ever, uh, unless they just repeat the exact same block. For example, the G one, the best block in the G one this year is matches that have been done at least twice already <laughs> you know like like every single match uh except for like Aaron Harari but you, you know what I mean so it's like once you get to that kind of issue uh you kind of want these types of blocks where it's like okay Azumi and Micah you've seen it twice before in tournaments but it's not a match that they're like like they aren't giving away Azumi versus uh or they aren't uh, What's a good like Momo versus Utami isn't getting given away type of thing, mm-hmm. and they could save that for later. Um, yeah. So with every every repeated match, there is a match that's getting saved by it being repeated type of thing. Yes. Um, but let's take a look at the blue block. Uh, so the yeah. blue stars block is Mayu Iwatani, Julia, Sayakamatani, Starlight Kid, Momo Watanabe, Hazuki, Sayida, Natsupoi, Inishirakawa, Hanan, Mirai, Amisore. Suzu Suzuki of prominence. So again, this is a stupid block. Yes, but <laughs> this it, is it, just absurd. Again, you have a very similar um, lineup to last year: Mayu, Julia, Momo, Kid. They're all 
paired off together last year. Um, but in saying that, Momo's Momo's quite different now to what she was last year. Obviously, she's had the heel turn, but she works a bit differently. So, every, so you most know, of her matches are going to be a bit worse in a tournament setting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but they're going to be somewhat fresh. And then obviously you have yeah. Suzu Suzuki wrestling everybody for the first time. Uh, Ami Sore, who's been really kind of doing well over the last month or two, getting in there. Mariah, obviously a very fresh face. We, we get a double and Noe showdown. Sadly. Uh, that could that, you know, that could be <laughs> that very could good. be really good yeah yeah uh, this is a murderer's row though like this this block yeah. is insanity um, and Julia faces a number of her enemies you've got Julian yeah. Momo Julian Hazuki Julian Mayu which is one they've done a lot but I mean it's it's yeah. kind of established uh, Julian Mariah finally going head to head that that Eddie Kingston uh, screenshot of Eddie Kingston addresses all of his enemies except for Julia <laughs> this is where yeah. she's at. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but this, you know, this block is amazing, and there's a lot of matches that the more you think about it, the more it sticks out. Like um, Saya getting to wrestle a lot of these people is very fresh. I don't think she's wrestled yeah. a good few of these. Uh, Suzu versus Starlight Kid is a match I never knew I needed until now. But holy shit, um, Sai Ida and Amisore, like, dude, there's so much fun stuff from this block. Um, Mariah and Saya throwing it back. Yeah, that not throwing it back, <laughs> running it back. <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna have a torque contest no um yeah them running it back i actually love that match from earlier this year that could be really good random thought i never knew that suzu's name is just the double uh sue like the 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 hiragana i know that sounds weird but i'm looking at the page right now and it, it's just suzu and it's like they're the same except with the it doesn't matter i i I'm a doesn't, novice Japanese. It really doesn't. <laughs> yeah, um, it just looks interesting. Yeah, it's a good block. Yes, the thing is, it's a, it's a lot more unpredictable than the other block, though, because a lot of the matches are first time, so we have no idea if these people are going to work well together. Um, yeah. So there's going to be a lot more range from this block than the other one, um, but like this, this if this hits, then this is going to be one of the most insane blocks that any tournament has ever produced. Like this, this could be crazy. Um, yeah, not to not to keep bringing up New Japan, but I think this does remind me of the best of Super Juniors block, the B block, because there was a bunch of people who like real really never wrestled before outside of like a couple matchups, uh, you know, like the Despies versus El Fantasmos and shit like that, and it's like, oh, this could be really really good, and it ended up not being as good because they just didn't all mesh quite as well as you would expect, type of thing. Uh, I imagine this one will probably mesh better uh, than the best of super juniors one did obviously but i definitely think there is a a low floor for this and there's a high ceiling similar to the uh match i was talking about earlier um i still feel like julia might just win i feel like that that's how i felt yes. last year too so i was but gonna I feel bring like that julia up. might just win <laughs> so i was gonna mention that uh looking at the blocks the obvious final to me is tam and julia oh no you're right that's oh man you're so right. You know, it, it really stands out to me because you can do Siri and Utami on that last day. They can spoil each other, send Tam through, a Julia beats a Hazuki or a Momo or something. And then you get Julia and Tam, which is a match they've done a Wait, lot. Wait, Julia beats Suzu. I saw Julia beats Suzu, yeah. Um, yeah. And then you've got, you know, Julia and Tam, which isn't burning off a match, but it's also a big enough match to be a final. So... It makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Just just eyeballing it. 
Well, the final last year was Sherry Momo, mm-hmm. which they that was a repeat. Yeah, and that was a really good match. Yeah, it's they don't like finals. I've noticed. Like, not that they don't like them, but they're very like. Like, Himeka and Utami wrestled in a final, and then they just never interacted ever again, except for in tag matches. Uh, and they never interacted before that, really. It, I, I, Their formula for, like, these finals are, is really different than, like, what you'd kind of expect. Because I can see something stupid happening. You know what I mean? Like, I could see it ended up being Himeka versus Julia, even though Himeka obviously doesn't win. Uh, but something like that, or even Micah goes... like. I don't know, especially with that Koguma win in the in the Cinderella. Like they are really feeling weird with their tournaments. So I, I can see something crazy happening, but I think the the safe bet that I don't want to admit is definitely Tam versus Julia in the final. Yeah, um, and honestly, it's up in the air as to who would win that. <laughs> if we're being honest, um... man, <laughs> oh, we're gonna be walking the Tam road for a long, long time, my brother. Yeah, sadly. Um, Saki as X is quite an interesting uh, choice. Because yeah. she's... Listen, alright? She's better than Tony Storm, alright? Yeah. I'm very glad there is no Tony Storm, there's no Britt Baker, there's no none of that shit. We're, you know, none of That's that. That's something that we will have to talk about in a second, though. Yes. Is uh, AEW. Yeah, sadly. Um, but there's none of that in this tournament. Uh, there's definitely better wrestlers out there than Saki. Um, yeah. Should have called up my girl Tate and Paxley, you know, from NXT. <laughs> uh, Could have got, you know, uh, you know, I get, Tiffany I got heat. I got so much heat Tiffany. for, for like saying, oh, I thought that some of NXT used to be good. You just actively watch modern day NXT and nobody gives you shit for it. Like, what the hell is that? I said I w- Tyson Kidd was good in his day and I was like, oh, uh, Actually, that was just Xavier. He just hates me. That, yeah, never mind. That was a, <laughs> yeah. that was a scrape. <laughs> Xavier is just like bullies. The he's just he's just a hater. He's a hater, and yeah. I respect that because I'm also a hater. I, I I get it. He's the best. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there was better choices than Saki, but there were worse choices. Um, and I'm sure she's easy to book around. So yeah, that's kind of that. She loses a lot. Like she she's. And I said that when Colors first kind of came around stardom, that, like, Colors is very useful because they aren't uh, very politicky. Like, uh, most of the matches I've seen Saki wrestle, I've seen her lose. And she's the ace of their group. Uh, so that's kind of saying something when a lot of groups don't take a lot of losses type of thing. Uh, which kind of leads us to prominence. I don't know how many losses Risa Sarah and Suzuki will take. Suzu will will take a, a couple. She's She's capable of losing but risa i don't know why but it feels like she she might get high up there you know um i'm sure they will both might get it to run around yeah the takumi spot is probably a pretty solid one for both of them but i mean we're gonna have to wait until see the lineup for the shows to really kind of figure yeah. out what's gonna happen and um, we'll obviously do a big extended preview of the tournament when that happens um but just Ooh. eyeballing things as we have now Pam and Julia really jumps out as the big one. Um, blue block, mm. the better block. Now, <clears throat> as I said, during the pay-per-view, they did announce the dates and the venues for a lot of the shows. Well, for basically yes. all of the shows in the GP. So there's, I believe there's 20 different shows, if I counted it correctly, uh, spaced over basically 60 days or so, I think. Um, Wait, what, what the hell? That's so weird. Like, Because I'm looking at the website. Yeah, there's there's 21 dates um right. 
but it's like the numbers are all wrong. So it's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 10, uh, 13, 12, 11. And I was like, what? why? why? It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so there, there's 21 shows, yeah. it looks like. Interesting stuff is that obviously the tournament starts with a two-day stretch at Ota Ward. Um, the advertising for that makes me think that they're going to be block-exclusive shows. Um, I know I've thought that before, though, and it weren't that it wasn't. But the, like the poster for it literally has one day in blue and one day in red, so you could presumably load up those two Ota Ward shows and make them block exclusive. I um, mean, I I prefer block exclusives, honestly, especially considering yeah. what six matches and then one hang hang on. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? Like that's that's enough. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't have to run twelve matches back to back like i you know you know i mean it just i feel i like block exclusive tournaments a lot more type of thing definitely um from there it it, there's not a lot there's a corkin on the 11th of august that kind of jumps out um a corkin again on the 27th nothing big until september 11th when they run the yokohama budokan so they might put a lot of effort into that show damn that reminds me of that tragedy <laughs> oh god um you know norm mcdonald was i'm, I'm not gonna do the bit we could keep going we could keep going uh, the august dates might be light because they're doing a pay-per-view in the middle of that so they're going to be setting up the stardom x stardom show that's that's on then, then... yeah we talked about that briefly and yeah. the more i think about it the less i care because like i remember Pretty much every year they've had one just randomly big show in the middle of the five star. I feel mm-hmm. like last year might be the exception, but like they ran Momo versus Kagetsu at just in the middle of a five star, and that was like one of the best matches of that year, just out of nowhere. That was, you know, if, if they deliver that type of stuff, I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Very much so. Um... Okay, I'm Budokan, though, on September 11th, I could see them really loading up as far as good matches goes, because you're going to want to sell yeah. a lot of tickets there. Um, the next stuff doesn't really jump out until the end of September, when there's a three-day stretch. They have a Corkin on the Friday, and Saturday and Sunday, they're at the Bell Cell Takedano Baba. So again, I could see okay. them really maybe doing block-exclusive shows there, Takedano Baba, putting some of the last big matches on there. I wouldn't um, be surprised if they did block finals. I don't I was, know. Do, do I we know? We do don't. we know if they plan on doing the? Because like they're already doing thirteen matches. I don't think they should double book a single show at mm. all. Like yeah. just for safety, you know. Um, like I don't know. I know that it does add a little bit of intrigue. Final day, like it's it's fun to a degree, but like I don't know if that's worth it considering how many shows they're running. The thing is. The block f- or the GP final itself is in a big 10k seat arena. I don't know if you're going to sell that off the back of one match unless you give away other stuff. Uh, but why give away other stuff when you can just do GP matches? So I don't know what they're yeah. going to do because Takadano Baba, you could load up those two and sell a good few tickets um, for block finals and then just sell the arena off of Julia and Tam or whatever. Um, but I have no idea what they're gonna do. I, I, I imagine they might go straight through uh, to to the arena show. I, I can see it. Um, I, I'm not opposed to it, but and especially because a lot is gonna be tape delay. 
And for us, that's very difficult uh, to work it's around. Not, it's not too bad because they have spaced out a lot of the stuff, that's honestly. True. Like the worst of yeah, it is... Yeah, there's like is... a five day, there's a six... Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, like the so. worst of it is is that last weekend where it's Karkin on the Friday and then Saturday and Sunday they run again. Otherwise, like it's generally that, one or two shows a week. Because shows only have every, one week. Every year... I watch the entire five star, and then the last like three days, I just I just lose it. Like I just cannot keep up, and then like it's over, and I'm just like, well, I don't want to go back and watch Micah versus Unagi. That doesn't matter because neither of them were even close. Like it, that that's always where like the the struggle comes in is those last couple of days. But even then, it's a week before the final, so uh, somebody's gonna have his work cut out for him. But I think that it could be a we might be watching all 150 plus matches, Alex. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Um, it, I mean, once they pace it and they they have kind of paced it, the big shows seem to be fairly spread out and stuff like that. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. But there's a, there's clear ten poles there for them to put big matches on, like that Yokohama Budokan show, uh, the Corkins and stuff like that. So interesting tournament to look into. Uh, what was the news you had about? EW that you want to Oh, uh, Tony Khan, Big TK, uh, was asked a question um, by by Phil, a uh, cool dude, by the way. Um, he was asked, um, of Gravity Podcast, by the way, but he was asked about uh, the possibility of stardom inclusion on the show and why it didn't happen. And he pretty much said that there was a plan for it to happen, uh, but everybody was booked and mm-hmm. none of them still had existing visas. Uh, so the existence of a friendly relationship is there uh so how much that means or how little that means uh is up to you tony can tony can is a promoter you can trust him as far as you can throw him that's all i'm gonna say that's true that's all i can say but but, never ever trust a wrestling person i i I know (laughs) i understand but alex all i'm saying is that he said that uh, Meltz also said that uh, Stardom is open to it, and AEW saw that there was too many issues with it. Uh, but and like you said, can't always trust a promoter. Can usually not trust a promoter. But considering he was not opposed to it wholeheartedly, and he said they would like to include some stuff in the future. Uh, again, he said that about a lot of things, and it hasn't always come true. It's a possibility, and I think the bigger possibility is that like Tony definitely is probably doing a tour of stardom, um, even though luckily it's not the five star. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still I would still be shocked if Tony Storm isn't Kyrie's mystery partner. Yeah, but, yeah, um, that's that's what I mean. Is yeah. is they have like a a friendly enough relationship where that that's like very actively uh, probable, hmm. in my I, opinion. I don't know. I just the way I see it is promoters promote and. Um, Somebody like Tony Khan, he's always going to toe the public line. So the thing with Tony Khan is, he's not dumb. This dude works in two other professional fields. Pro wrestling yeah. is a cakewalk to him, you know what I mean? Like, the media oh, and those other two industries are much worse. Pro wrestling, people will believe anything he says. So he's going to toe the company line and say what pleases everyone. This guy People knows be asking the dumbest questions. Like, I, I know this is off topic, but like, they'll be like, "How do you feel the show went today?" And that's the first seven questions of the press conference. I was like, yeah. "How do you think? How do you think that the owner of the company feels about the show?" That's my question. <laughs> but yeah, um, those. I mean, it, it's possible, but you know, 
Yeah, no, those post-show scrums are pretty terrible because they don't let a lot of people into those. Um, like the pre-show scrums, pretty much everybody gets in. Those yeah. post-show scrums are very uh, limited. And um, yeah, like those people are never going to challenge them. They're, they're too afraid, really. So it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, but that's wrestling media. Um, with that yeah. though, uh, we're we're gonna get onto the show. Uh, we have some shows to review. We have a pay per view, Dylan, on June twenty sixth. Uh, this was Stardom. F- oh boy, <laughs> Stardom fight. <laughs> Stardom fight. <laughs> Stardom fight in the top twenty twenty two. This is yeah. in the Goya Congress Center. This had 1,213 fans, which, according to Stardom, was a Nagoya record for the company. So 1,000 how much? 113. Yeah, that, that's definitely a, uh, the biggest Nagata. Nagata? Not Nagata. The biggest Nagoya uh, draw, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so they, they said I've it's a Nagoya a record. Um, yeah. So clearly, whatever we think are, are of the cage matches... They did the job. The cage matches were there. Oh, whatever you did. think. Whatever you think. Right, fine. Whatever, whatever I think yeah. of the cage matches, they sold tickets, which was the goal. So, yeah. fair play. Uh, in the opener, we had Rocka beating Waka Skiyama and Unagi Saka in a three-way. Rocka pinned Waka with a freezer bomb in six minutes. Uh, I thought this was kind of weak. Some of the spots yeah. were really telegraphed. Um, not as smooth as Stardom tends to be. And then the crowd didn't really get into the Waka comeback as much as they usually do. So it was it was just kind of there. Nagoya ain't rocking with the walk. Uh, <laughs> rocking with the walk. I like that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep using that. Uh, yeah, it was it was Waka and Unagi wrestling. And then Waka is like, ha, you guys suck. And then beats them both. Uh, well, beats Waka specifically. Um, yeah, it was pretty weak. I mean, like, I think throughout this match, me... And the guys were talking about how much better the twins are than Waka mm-hmm. and Lady C. Uh, just because we're evil people. Um, <laughs> that's what we talk about. So, yeah, I mean, there wasn't a lot to drag from. The only notable thing from this was that Unagi just, like, bailed on Waka. And then she's like, man, I gotta be a baby face. This shit sucks. And she walked back and, and helped her. So that's, I don't know what that means. It might just be Unagi being, you know, petty, but that's the most notable thing from this. And it was. <clears throat> my goodness, my throat. My throat is fine. I don't know why it's like acting up all of a sudden. Um, the next match then was Momokogo. Not a match. Grim Reaper killed Rossi again. Shit, yeah, we never even brought that up. Uh, so Stardom is advertising their new Stardom and Showcase brand with this angle. Where uh, Saya walks into Rossi and is like, hey, what's, what's the deal with Stardom and Showcase? I want to know. Uh, the lights go off and come back on. And there's a masked figure, uh, presumably the Grim Reaper, chokes Rossi out. <laughs> and Saya runs. So that was posted to Twitter. Uh, during yes. this show then, a continuation of that was A aired. day before. A day before. The, like, it, it was posted a day before this pay-per-view. So they followed it up immediately. <laughs> Um, so Saya was still running uh, a day later, yeah. still running away from the Grim Reaper. Uh, it found her, and she led it back to Rossi, and it killed Rossi again, choked him out, and then choked out Saya. So I don't know if it was like choreographed, but they did the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan spot with the mirror. 
where like she she was like in in her head and then she looks up and she's like okay i'm okay i'm okay she's in her head for a second she like you know and she looks up and it's ba- it's there and then she like freaks out it's like what the fuck? you know ex- like almost beat for beat uh wcw <laughs> um so that's how they're that's how they're advertising this new brand which has a pay-per-view coming up in a big Nagoya yeah. venue. Yeah. Uh, uh, we have no idea who this Grim Reaper is. I assume they're associated with Kyrie. I assume it's a message sent from Kyrie. She had Grim Reapers <laughs> that one time in her entrance when she came back. <laughs> what the What the fuck are we doing, man? I have no idea. Honestly. Wrestling. Why? Uh, but also, uh, Saya and Rossi are were okay obviously um saya had a different color hair so this was recorded a while ago um at least like more than a week before this so it it's just bizarre it's a it was a weird everything about it is this how they're bringing in tony storm it should be it should be it would be very fitting she is she is the death rider of stardom Except not as good as John Moxley. Shout out John Moxley one time. That yeah, I don't know what the hell we're doing here. <laughs> why why does Stardom feel the need to start doing this? Like you you know, it's funny. Like better. I appreciate it, but it's just kind of not like like there's no point. Yeah. There's no use for it. Well, who needs all of these you know five part cinematic experiences for reveals? Just just tell me. Just do a video. You would expect this from the up. Marvel company, but not Stardom. Yeah, I know. Do you get that joke? Do you get that joke? <laughs> I do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know really. It's uh, it's an interesting way to hype a brand that we all thought would be about interpromotional matches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mio oh, Momono man. might be on this. Oh, oh, oh! There's oh, there's a Grim Grim Reaper choking Rossi. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that yeah. the Grim Reaper? Sorry, it's a TikTok joke. Um, the match after that then was Momo Kogo and Sai Ida of Stars beating Miyu Amasaki and Lady C of Queen's Quest. Uh, Ida submit Lady C in just under nine minutes. Uh, Sai Ida did the Yuji Nagata inspired armbar because the Nagata lock. he has been training her alongside Momo Kogo. Uh, she did the eye roll and everything. She she was hazy. Um, <laughs> she she did that shit great. Yeah. Like that that was like honor. Like that was that was a a shout to the classic like that it wasn't a bad imitation it was like better than some of the times i've seen yuji do it uh it was really good looking it's pretty good um this match right was extraordinary in how like unnotable it was <laughs> yeah it was flawless but it also didn't do anything <laughs> like everything yeah. was perfect but uneventful altogether like not a single spot was done wrong Nothing took too long. It never got boring. It never did anything. It's so interesting. <laughs> I, I need to dissect this match because I don't understand it. It just nothing was wrong. Nothing was exciting. It, it it's amazing. It's so fantastic. Um, yeah. They did that over nine minutes. So fair play to all it's of them. It's the perfect five out of ten. Yes. Yes. Like it is the is the true neutral of professional wrestling. It's almost a five-star match in how like flawless it was, but you know. Yeah, I imagine there are people out there who like look at like matches like that, and it's like, well, they didn't do anything wrong, and they didn't. So I mean, five stars. You know, I mean, like there was nothing. Five stars. I, I could see that. I understand it. I, I, I understand it. Yeah. 
It's very. And impactful. hey, Ida getting the five star. Uh, if if that's if that's in your book, then that's in your book. I respect that. <laughs> All right. Um, but that was that match. Uh, after that, we had Hameka beating Mina Shirakawa in ten minutes. Um, so I mean, this was better than I was expecting. Um, I liked it. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah. No, Mina. Uh, Mina really, really brought smartly it. Done. And um, Hameka was good, and the finish was quite clever. Actually, I, I hadn't seen anything mm. like that before. It was like a glamorous collection Mina, but modified. To, to be him making yeah. it was it was quite interesting so uh very good effort there from everybody more of this from mina thank you uh we Dude. did you know we upset the mina stands with uh, the stuff oh, did we? yeah yeah the mina stands oh goddamn jd posted it <laughs> why does he do that why does he do that like i don't um i gave what like the one time we're mean in fairness <laughs> it gave jd permission because i thought it would get us clout and it just made Mina stands angry, <laughs> but like look at it and talking that shit. It's it's fine. They're they're Mina stands. They will. I think Mina's eventually. good. I think Mina has like one of the best move sets in wrestling, but she just hasn't been able to like capitalize on that recently, and oh. that's that's what really sucks. Yeah, we praised her more than everybody for a while there, um, but she was, yeah. she definitely put in a good effort here. So more of this, I, I think, GP would be appreciated. Another aspect of this that I want to mention is that uh, Jumbo's selling was infinitely better here than it was against Shuri. Uh, it <laughs> seemed more like organic. It seemed like it like made more sense. Uh, Jumbo didn't try to grapple with Mina and then fail. Uh, Mina just kicked her in the leg like 17 times. And Jumbo was like, oh, that shit hurts. And now I'm selling it. And it's like, yeah, that's thank you. A better, like maybe not a better match than Jumbo versus Shuri, and I know a lot of people get upset with me for even like saying them in the same breath. But I think Jumbo's selling performance infinitely better here than against Shuri. It's it's kind of weird and depressing. <laughs> I I didn't notice. I'll be quite honest with you, but go girl. Um, yep. the the next match then was an Artists of Stardom Championship match. It was the Uedo Tai team of Momotanabe, Starlight Kid, and Saki Kashima retaining their titles by beating the God's Eye team of Amisore, Mariah, and Suri, and the DDM team of Julia, Micah, and Mai Sakurai in an elimination three-way match. Oh boy, that was a mouthful. So, um, Shout out Excalibur. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, this was a... a Great match. This match this of the good. night, this without really doubt. Um, Stardom. Is... I disagree. Yeah, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Stardom is doing amazing with these uh, trios title matches lately. Uh, it's something straight out of like Dragon Gate, essentially, um, or a, a high-end AW trios match. Like the the pacing is just yeah. insane, um, and the wrestling is so fluid. Um, honestly, Saki Kashima is doing the work of her life. She she was amazing. Dude, she's carrying. She like I know that everybody loves Black Star. She's hard carrying, and I love that. Like th this is one thing that I love about uh, about Oedotai, but it also kind of buries everybody else. Is that they have one plan, and it's the revival, and it just works every mm -hmm. time. And it's like, like, like they go like it's like I am simply going to hit the revival and win, and they do that. And I'm like, you know what? I respect the simplicity of it. Um, <laughs> at one point. Everybody in God's Eye and DDM joined forces, all six of them, to take out the biggest threat in the match, which was, of course, Saki Kashima. Um, and then, obviously, there's elimination, 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 all that shit. Um, and then near the end, it's my Sakurai, Ame Sore, and Saki Kashima. And Sakurai and Ami beat the shit out of Saki for a minute. And I was like, oh, they're kind of like the Nexus. 
This reminds me of the Nexus that, you know, they're beating the shit out of her like she's John Cena. And similarly to John Cena, Saki, Saki just beats him. Just 2v1 just beats him. Simply. Don't mess with Saki. Big Match John is on display in stardom. And his name <laughs> is Saki Kashima. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, I thought it was interesting that they left those three at the end. Um, but they did really well. Um because obviously yeah. Amisori is, is, is fantastic. I've been praising her for a while. But yeah, Saki in all of these finishing stretches is going crazy. Um, and there was just so much fun stuff in the match. There was a brief ALK reunion that, that was really cool. Yeah, that was really fun. Uh, with Siri and, and Julia kind of teaming up again. Um, and just lots of stuff like that where the energy is kept high, the action is great, the pace is really good. Um, and these matches aren't like amazing. Like You're never going to think of it again but when you're watching you're like oh that was fantastic i had such a great time there um they're similar to that uh that one tag match from last year's cinderella that i that like where they all swapped partners and it was just randomly like one of the most fun matches darn's had in months yeah or just in without a the long comedy. Time. yeah so there's no but comedy. you know just like the the high pa- the high pace the fun like it, it's a fun match to watch type of thing yeah uh, contradictory uh to fun matches to watch we are moving on so uh, the next match was the cage match between tam nakano and natsupoi yeah. uh, tam nakano won in 25 minutes by escaping the cage uh so the rule set was kind of weird here you had to get a pinfall and then escape the cage so, it was a texas death cage match yeah so that was that was kind of an interesting wrinkle and it also ruined the finish uh because it that was like it defeated the entire point. Um, so, I I have two trains of thoughts, and I know I've been talking a lot. I always talk a lot. My bad. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into this because I know you didn't like it. I know you don't like cage matches in general because you're a loser. Um, but my thinking about this is that when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is this is fine. Uh, it's definitely paced terribly because of the f- match type. Like I think the Texas Death Rule was kind of not good and it gave away like six pins for some reason and i was like why would they be able to pin each other so easily especially if they have a match that's one fall to the finish two days later doesn't make any sense um i thought that was bad and i also thought it made the pacing really bad and a lot of that stuff but i saw the cage the cage was i'm almost positive it was the exact same cage from the aw cage matches 30 years ago because it was old as dirt and it was worn and it was just not the cage that they probably should have used if they were going to do spots with it um and i saw that they were trying to do something unique uh you know the first arm cage match and i was like oh you know it didn't really work out it was a fine match but you know i i respect the attempt and i think that they tried their best with the cards they were dealt then i realized after watching the main event and also watching their Corican match, uh, that no, this should have been good, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, because like if they had just put the moves they did in their second match into this match and didn't have the second match, this would be like one of Tam's most entertaining matches. Like, cause I, I just I just don't get what they were because I thought about it afterwards. Natsupoi didn't do moves. She didn't do like any of her wrestling moves. She did like a German at one point. And that was the entirety of it. Just do, just wrestle a match. But they they just kind of like did cage spots that weren't very well done for like twenty five minutes, and then Tam 
and then the finish was bad because uh, Tam pinned her, and then Natsupoy stopped her, and then Tam hit her away, but Natsupoy already stopped her, so she shouldn't have been able to escape. And it, it was just stupid. It was stupid. I don't think it was that good. I, 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 I was higher on it when I watched it. Because, like I said, I respected the attempt, and I thought it was they, – they tried something different. It didn't really work, but they couldn't really – there weren't any weapons. They couldn't bleed, you know, like stuff like – stuff that would have made it better just, like, aesthetically, they couldn't do. Uh, so I was like, you know, they, they tried their best with that, but it just wasn't worth it. Like, I feel like this match and their second match kind of brought both of the matches down together. You know I mean? They both fell flat more than if one of them happened and one of them didn't, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I feel like doing two was a bit overkill, um, despite that being the story that they wanted to tell. Um, also, I do appreciate that what they did or what they tried to do, because um, they did try and make this the more brutal, grounded yeah. cage match, and they left the big spots to the main event. They didn't take away from the, the main event, which is, is fair. Um, yeah, like... I, it just, they sold this as this brutal match, you know, where Tam and Poi were just doing unspeakable violence to each other. I've seen Tam do worse than normal matches, you know? Like, yeah. watch Tam versus Julia from last year, the hair match, I think, and tell me that I think this that's is even one-tenth as brutal as what Tam and Julia did. I mean, you know? watch their match two days later, and it's more aggressive. Yeah. And it's more, like, consistently, like, like... Like just that's what I mean. If they just put the action of the match on Tuesday or Wednesday, I forget which day it was. If they just took the mat, the action from the Corkin show, put it inside the cage, and maybe threw each other into the cage a few times, it would have been a better match than both of them combined. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that Even that's then, kind of what I to got me from. that wouldn't have helped because you and I for VTG we've watched Azure Kong and Bull Nakano. Like yeah. stick scissors in each other <laughs> in cage matches. That's that's also the issue. Yeah, there, like it's... you cannot have Tam Nakano crying because she hit her normal moves on Ta- Natsupoi in a cage. It just it's not going to work with me. I've seen people it was commit crimes in these cages. So you doing a a, a, a hesitant uh, violet screwdriver? It's not selling me on the brutality. It of looked this. good because I've seen people do, do ten times worse to each other. Yeah. And that's where this really. They couldn't even me. throw some chairs in there. No, like that's not because that's like not I get what like want to do that's like not, not blading or not you know like doing like some deathmatch stuff that like personally I would have loved, but I know that's not something that works for everybody. But like Momo has a has a wrench at least. Like, why couldn't they just like have a kendo stick or something like a table, singular table? Like, the main event wasn't going to use any weapons, and that, like, I just don't get why they went with what they did, I guess. Like, they could have made it, I think it could have been good, but it wasn't, and that that's kind of upsetting. Again, I respect their effort, I respect their work, I think that they did, you know, they did what they could, but I also think they could have done better. Yeah, and I've seen people say, oh, this is a storytelling match, if you don't understand the storytelling... And uh, you're not gonna like it. Cage. No, it's not, not. Not even that. What storytelling? <laughs> Tam and Natsupoy have no relationship, no prior See, relationship. Alex. No, 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 no. Let me, hear me out here. Hear me out here. Right. They have no prior relationship. If this was Hanan and Mayu Ubatani, right? If Mayu was being pushed and pushed and pushed by Hanan, 
and had to put her down and spike her on her head to win and was hesitant about it. That's storytelling, because Mayu and Hanan, there's an established relationship there. Mayu has basically raised Hanan from the ground up. I'm in Poi of no relationship. There's no emotional They used there. to exist in the same dojo at one time. Yeah, uh, they, not it. even friends. That's the crazy is that like if they put Mina and Himeka in this cage, it would have made more sense because they have pictures of them being like actual homies before wrestling. These two just like just were dojo homies for a couple months and then Tam bailed. Like I, <laughs> they like I can't even say they used to be friends. I can't even sing the song because they weren't. They were just like remotely cool with each other. Mm-hmm. It, it, they want this to be something that it isn't. It it really feels like that. They want this to feel like Tam and Julia. But it's not Tam and Julia. Tam and Julia had so much more going for it. And it also I organically wish... got to the point where they wanted to kill each other. Here, they've Tom started no. at, we want to kill each other for reasons. <laughs> and that's it. And I'm yeah. like, you, neither of you are like this. If, if if they were violent characters, I could get it. Like, if John Moxley went out there and was like, I want to fucking kill you. Cool, right? I get it. That's yeah, a boy. Fairy girl. <laughs> I love, no. And did you read the thread? No, I didn't. No. Uh, there was a long Tam thread. So basically, what what the entire thing? I'll sum it up for you. Uh, Dragon Moon so uh translated it, and he ba- basically what it was was that Tam got into the actress dojo, and Natsupoi was really sweet to her and was really encouraging to her. And then Tam left, and Natsupoi's like, you know what, you do you. I respect it. And then a couple months later, Natsupoi's like, yeah, Tam abandoned us. She's a piece of shit. Um, and that's the entire story. Uh, and then. Tam brings up how Natsupoi in her their match last year had brought out this fury that she'd never seen before, uh, and that nobody had ever seen before. Only Tam brings that out of her, because of course only Tam brings that out of her, <laughs> because Tam has like this really big main character issue that like doesn't work when you're a babyface to the degree that you are. Like it just does. It's like really not. I don't know, but Tam just had this certain effect on her that Natsupoi brought out this like passion and this uh, aggression against her, and she doesn't do that against anybody else. That's the story that they that Tam was telling. Hmm. I don't know if that was the story they were telling just in general, but that was the story Tam was telling. Was that Natsupoi only gets incredibly aggressive against me, she needs to get aggressive against everybody so that she can win. Um, which is a fine story, but it's not a story that's like this. Yeah, and they didn't it's not tell like that. Crying after didn't tell that on screen because their build-up to this match was Natsupoi getting on the microphone after a random tag and they're like hey Tam can I retire lol like that was it that was the build to this match they agreed to a singles match then they went oh by the way we wanted to be in a cage no point in the build-up to this match they put that across if you're expecting me to read twitter threads for you to pretend that there's some deep story to this that's not gonna work right I don't. I'm not buying yeah. that. You, you have to show me these things. You can't just tell me that you're telling this amazingly deep story. You have to show me. They never once showed me. And um, and I mean, I I I was texting you about this yesterday. Fucking Azumi at 15 years old was telling better in-ring stories, like and just like making them make sense easier. Like and uh, like I I brought up the example of her forcing Ruaka to debut was like such a funny and like organic and interesting story that it's like that has more weight 
then Natsupoy and Tam does, or like naturally. And then they just tried to like inject it with more, and it just didn't really work. Uh, and it's just I don't know. It's it's rough. A lot of people were comparing it to NXT. Uh, I think the Tam style of storytelling is an NXT type of storytelling because uh, yeah, that when um, it works. The, it works, but when it doesn't, it doesn't. To me, that delayed uh, Violet Screwdriver was so reminiscent of the "I'm sorry, I love you" thing. Like it was, <laughs> it was exactly that energy. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I, I my my opinion. And we'll talk about it in the Corkin. I think that the the finisher repeat. I don't think that was offensive at all. And I think people were were getting on that a lot more than the actual flaw in the in the matches. That is that the story wasn't developed until they wanted it to exist and now it exists and is like this huge deal. Um, but you know, it, it's so just, it ca- has, can we, it's can false. we talk about how she did the hesitated violet screwdriver? And it was I like, like the move. No, okay. But, but here's the thing, right? She did it and it was meant to be this like massive thing. Not even 10 <laughs> seconds later, that's the point was up. And I was like, what was the point? What was even the point? Like, honestly, the entire finish was bad. It was, it was, so that's, dumb. that's what I mean. Um, like, I don't know. I didn't think this was all that good. I appreciate the work. Natsupoy got up. And that means that, that Tam can't escape. That's the entire rule. That's the rule set, is that you can't escape if your opponent stops you. And Natsupoy stopped her. And then Tam was just like, eh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just choke her out and mm-hmm. then leave. It's like, that's not what that... That's not... Just, just make it an escape the cage match and let Natsupoy... Like, wh- why? <laughs> why did they make it harder for themselves in the most simple ways? We can move on. Yes. Yeah, um, but that was that. I didn't like it. Um, I think I gave it like three and a quarter in my Voices of Wrestling review because I have to give the ratings there. Um, not a good time for me. The story just ever connected. They're trying to sell me on something that this just wasn't. And I got too many flashbacks to uh, Black and Gold NXT for my liking, so... That was that. Um, the main event then of the show was the Stars and Queen's Quest cage match. Uh, this was Suzuki, Koguma, and Mayu Uwatani beating Saya Kamatani, Azumi, and Utami Hayashishita. Uh, Koguma last escaped the cage in just under 25 minutes to get the win for the Stars team. This was 25 minutes? Didn't feel like it, really. This went by, yeah, this went by in a minute. Um I, I, Mayu, them having to drag Mayu out for the entrance was so fun. Um, and honestly, yeah. Mayu sold the cage better than anybody else because she just didn't want to be there. Her and Utami did not want to be in it. And that really Dude, put Saya over. Dude, Saya started crying when she got out of it. She's like, I never <laughs> want to do a cage match again. She, and Azumi and Koguma like, just the fuckfuckers. Saya wanted to do the match as well, but she was yeah. like, I, I, I never want to do that again. When she saw the cage, she's like, nah, I ain't doing yeah, this. That was great. Um, you were not as high on this as I was. Okay, define not as high, because I thought it was really good. Okay, because I, I have it like like my number 10 of the year. My number 10 match of the year. Really? For 10? Yes. yes. I don't know. You Have you just not watched a lot of wrestling? <laughs> no, I've watched a lot of fucking wrestling. All right. Um, yeah, no, right. not not me now. I don't, I don't have it that high. Yeah, I, I mean, I have it on the level of like... Uh, What's well? I mean, on the level of Starlight Kid Azumi, because uh, as as time has gone on, as time has gone on, I've liked that match less and less. Uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's um, wild. All right. Not not on the level of like the 
top tier matches of the year. But you know, uh, I, I just thought this was really maybe maybe that's a bit hyperbolic. I think it's it's definitely a step below Starlight Kid and Azumi, uh, but it's not that big of a step for me. I thought it was really well done. Um, I think especially for it being. Uh, a match that featured uh, four people who were not comfortable with it. That's another thing about the the semi main event. Not to play was not comfortable in a cage, yeah. and it was very clear. And it, it, you know, it's not her fault. She's never been in a cage. It was a rusty, old, shitty ass cage. I don't blame her. I wouldn't be comfortable in there either. I don't think most wrestlers would be. Uh, but I think in this match, uh, four of the wrestlers did not want to be in the cage. Uh, well, actually, three of them. I, I'd say Hazuki probably likes it in there because she was insane. Um, and I thought that this was like a really charming match, uh, and I thought it did like it did really well for it being like the first main event cage match in Stardom uh, for a bunch of wrestlers who had never been in a cage match before. Though I will say, the ladder was higher, so <laughs> it doesn't really make sense why Mayu was like scared, you know? Yeah. Like I get it, but like. Mayu, Mayu getting to the top, getting scared, and being like, nah, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do this. And get back down into the ring. Um, that was a really funny spot. But the thing is, is that she, like, jumped off of a ladder that's, like, five feet taller than the cages. Um, though I guess ladders are, like, meant to be standed on, stood on, and cages aren't. Uh, but yeah, I actually really like this. One of my favorite parts was uh, Mayu trying to pin Utami, like, three times in a row. And she couldn't because there is no pinfalls. And Julia on commentary, uh, Darren told me this, uh, Julia on commentary called Mayu the number one idiot in Japan, which is just really funny. Yeah, I I, I love that. Um, And I thought a lot of the spots were good. Like, I I know that, like, like dives are, like, a dime a dozen cage matches. But, like, I thought that the dives were interesting, at least. Uh, They were good gifts. Like, people asked me about stardom after this because... Azumi's a fucked fucker who looked like she broke both of her ankles. Um, and yeah, I, I thought that, that it was smart. Like the intricacies of it, uh, the way it flowed was all really smart and well done. And yeah, I, I thought it was really fun. Also, Utami should never do the pop up ever again because she has botched it every single time. She's just not that. You're not that guy, pal, Utami. Yeah. You're not that guy. She's not that guy. Um, yeah. I don't know. There was a lot of little moments that I enjoyed, like uh, Mayu and Utami immediately trying to run out of the cage. Yeah, that was um, great. Mayu's desperate fear the entire time. Uh, Koguma being like, well, I don't want to get down normally, so let me just yeet myself off this cage. Um, the bear is so- fucking yeah. 17 head. Like, she is yeah. insane. Like, there was some stuff that I enjoyed, um, but generally, like, the cage matches have to do a lot to get me super into them, because... Um, We've basically seen a lot of what can be done within the confines of a cage match. Like, there's very little originality that you can bring to it unless you go the Bull Nakano and Azure Kong route and just pile it up with weapons, you know? Um, yeah. For what it was, it was a pretty good match. And ultimately. Unfortunately, Ghetto wasn't the, the referee. <laughs> sadly, in this one. yeah. Could have made it a little bit better. Um, but ultimately, it sold 1,200 tickets without ever giving away a big match. You know what I mean? They, like, w- yeah. When you think about it, they had the main event of a pay-per-view as a six-woman tag, and it sold 1,200 I mean, tickets. the main event of the pay-per-view was Azumi versus Koguma and Friends. Yeah. Like, that's what it was built as. It sold uh, that many tickets. So, job done, really, whether I liked it or not. Um, but I did like it, so it's fine. Yeah. 
Um, I, I liked it a lot. Also, one spot that like I don't think anybody gave enough credit because it's a cage match and there's a lot of spots in it. Um, but let me let me think of what how it started. I have it written down. I did. Uh, oh, Hazuki hits a Hangman DDT on Azumi, and it just looks fucked, uh, especially considering Azumi was almost out with a concussion this month, um, or with an almost concussion, I should say. And then Stars does the Freedom Rocket, and oh, Azumi yeah. like gets pushed into the cage and just crumbles. And I was like, that, like, nobody is going to talk about a spot actor because there was the foot stomp, Pazuki dived, Kogamo did the, you know, genius dive, like, all that shit. Nobody's going to talk about this, but insane spot. Like, that was just really cool. Like, and I think that's that's what I get out of cage matches is that it's like, yes, every cage match is going to have a dive. Every good cage match, at least, is going to have some type of dive from the top of the cage. That's just kind of how it works nowadays. Um, but, I like the ingenuity that certain wrestlers can come up with. And I think that Azumi and Koguma, especially, and obviously the comedy stuff from Utami and Mayu made it unique in its own way. Uh, and I like that a lot. I think they innovated it enough. Cause like you said, cage matches can't really be innovated too much more than they already have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they innovated it enough to make me really enjoy it and like it a lot. All right. So keep your answer short here. Um, would you, do you want to see Stardom do more cage matches, or are you okay if they never touch it again? I think... I'm, I'm cool with them doing more. Not, like, actively. But, like, if two, de- two years down the line they decide to do an arcade match, I think it'd be cool. You know what I mean? Okay. I, and I I think they like doing, like, the like spot, like, the, the spectacle matches. Uh, like, it seems like they might be doing it every six months, considering six months ago they did the ladder match. Um, if they just, like, run, like, random, like, big gimmick matches uh, twice a year tops, I think that works. Uh, even though I don't really like it being formula like that, uh, I think it works in that it's fun, you know? Like, it's an easy draw to have Azumi say, I'm going to jump off this shit. And then it's like, oh, Azumi's going to jump off something. I should go see that. Very easy. And Koguma and Izumi already kind of alluded to them wanting to do more gimmick matches in the future. So maybe not cage matches anytime soon, but I, I wouldn't be offended if they ran a cage match, you know, uh, one day. Uh, don't know where, don't know when, but one day, one sunny day. Fair enough. Um, so the next show for us to review was on the 28th of June. Uh, that was yesterday, as uh, is Cork and Hall. Uh, they did have 901 fans here, which is a pretty solid number. Uh, it was a Tuesday, so, you know, kind of weekdays yeah. are, are a bit weird. It was very late start. I think it was half six Japan time. So, you know, left it late enough to maybe catch some people coming home from work. Um, you know, a, a solid number all around for a Tuesday. Uh, the opener was our... A Tuesday. This dude's from Essex. And here you yank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I saw I saw Voke say that, and I was like, "Oh, that's such a good bit. Oh, that's so good. Just saying you're from Essex over and over again. That's so funny. Oh man, to an Irish dude, that's great. That's great. I stole it that. Is, Shout out, This is a crime against my people. It it was also really funny when you took that picture with uh, Takumi and everybody and. <laughs> Either people and people were like, "You look so British," or "I thought you were black." I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! There are these are we we need to talk about this." 
because both of those like both of those responses were so funny in their own very specific way yeah. <laughs> like how many times have i said publicly that i watch like three hour long video essays that is the most caucasian shit ever Three hours? Yeah, that's like long. Watching... Like, I, I tap out. Yeah. The longest video essay I've ever watched was about Garfield. It was like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Like I, I, but that's a great fucking video essay. I've seen four-hour video essays on Sly 2. I am the whitest fucker See, ever. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> like, I am the most Caucasian person in existence. And I'm okay with that. I understand that. It is. There's nothing yeah. I can do to change that. But... Yeah, that was that was one of the funniest things that anybody's ever said. Because I was just like, I am so painfully white. Like, how did you think that? One of the whitest dudes, like one of the whitest people I know. Maybe not. I, I know a lot of fucking white people. But you're, you're up there. You're up there. Top crackers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it and I had to say it and it was good. <laughs> Oh my god. What is, what is it? Me. Luckily, this isn't Twitch. Me number two. Was, uh, Jordan Patsu number one. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, my buddy Nathan number four. You know, like just like, you know, random white people. Now, the whitest person I know. Uh, different different guy. Fun guy. Cool guy. All right. But, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so, this Corkin show. <laughs> yeah, Corkin. Uh, the opener was our first uh, GP League match. Momo Kogo yeah. beat Rena. Yes. Stardom is calling a, a shrimp crab. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. I actually... So, I, I watched this match. Um, Rina, or, yeah, Rina beat the shit out of Momo. Momo got the comeback, blah, blah, blah. She won with a move called the um, Abikatami, right? That's that's what it's called. Uh, it's basically, like, a, she, like, floats over and then hits, like, a schoolboy driver. It's, like, really... It's a cool-looking move. Um... But like I, I would call it like a schoolgirl schoolgirl driver. Like that that kind of is what it boils down to. But the Ebi, the name Ebikatami interested me. So I looked it up because I was like, has anybody ever like used this move before? Is that there's a reason that it's called the Ebikatami? I looked it up, and in judo, the Ebikatami is just the name of a shoot Boston crab. Oh. It's a it's a it's a shrimp. I, I think it's it's it translates to like uh shrimp crab uh, that's what it is on the website yeah shrimp yeah. crab i guess yeah or not not shrimp crab like shrimp uh crush or so, something like a shrimp bender whatever something like that yeah but an abigatami is just like like it's just that it's a it's a boston crab so i don't know why this move which is very much not a boston crab is called the abigatami but uh you know the schoolgirl driver also works uh, you know <laughs> Um, this win essentially eliminated Rena from contention to get into yeah. the GP. Um, the match after that then was Saeeda beating Hina in just over six minutes with the uh, the Idaiwa. It says it's her diamond Itagon. dust, as you as you say. Oh yeah, the Idagon. Yeah, the um, With this win, Saeeda put herself through. Uh, this is a pretty solid match. I can't lie. Pretty much all action, a yeah, lot of I good offense, fun. I uh, didn't get to watch the rest of the show, unfortunately, except for the main event. They were uploading which... it throughout the day. <laughs> like they were, they've been getting it up uh, throughout the day here. Yeah, no, I know. I, I I was really planning on watching the future match, uh, but you know, I woke up a bit late. I had to deal with some stuff, and I did not get to. That's fair. No, that Look good though. Um, the match after that then was uh, my Sakurai and Raka fighting to see who would get the last spot in the Grand Prix. 
uh, after just under six minutes, my Sakurai rolled up Raka with what is being called the My Pan Roll um, to get the win. Uh, so I don't know, you didn't watch it, but essentially this was very similar to to the opener in that Raka was basically was beating the shit out of My Sakurai, and then My pulled off this really cool roll up to get the win, uh, and that base that sent My Sakurai through to the GP. So. Um, when the playing league was announced, I had predicted that it would be Ami, Saida, and Mai that went through. Those three went through because obviously stardom's kind of predictable sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, they they basically had a rocket to think... beat her up, and then she got rolled yeah. up with the uh, the MPR. So I think the the playing league, like the point of it, was probably just to like have an excuse to get my Sakurai in uh, over Ruaka. Like, I think that's probably it. Like, that's literally the entire point of this entire... Because, like, Saeeda goes in. Like, she was in it last year. Why wouldn't she go in? Uh, Ami Sore, like, that makes sense because she's at a higher level mm-hmm. than the rest of them, pretty much. She's beaten, you know, plenty of verifiable names type of thing. Um, but then my Sakurai, she isn't a past-future champion. She doesn't really... She's only been around for a couple years. She's not very, you know... She has title challenges, but she's not at any uh any material level that would put her into this tournament organically so they had to have a reason why she goes in over ruaka and i think this is kind of just it which you know as a ruaka fan it kind of sucks but it does make sense overall yeah and i mean the playing league also gave them all important reps you know they all get singles matches and you know they get to practice for for when they're in the gp um, so you know, it serves it a few purposes. That it did. Um, <laughs> you know, the the matches here, done. Uh, he know was probably the best one, and Iraka uh, let victory slip away sadly. So that's that's her out of contention. Um, match after that then was Starlight Kid beating Waka Skiyama in just under seven minutes with a uh, stretch muscler. It took kids seven minutes to be, this. She's she's she, <laughs> she's she, uh, she, she, she's washed. She, she, shut up. She, I was thinking of the word. She, she's washed. She, okay. She, uh, yeah. So the... you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, yeah. No. This this was kind of good. Um, again, the crowd was super into Waka. So whenever she, you know, they they really like soul that she might beat starlight kid she had a really strong that comeback so, that would be so cool would. um and you know the crowd is into it the crowd really likes the walk so it, i mean it, kid wasn't like i did it for the walk <laughs> i did it for the people oh my god um <laughs> uh, yeah kid wasn't really doing too great here because obviously i mean it's an undercard singles match. Why would she give a shit? It's kid. Um, but yeah. Waka was was very into it, and her comeback at the crowd super super fired up. Um, the match after that then was the Future of Stardom Championship match. Hanan and Tamoka Inaba wrestled to a 15 minute time limit draw. Uh, with that draw, Hanan surpasses Utami Hashishita's record for the most Future of Stardom Championship defenses. Um, yes. This match was was pretty good. Um, there was a lot of technical stuff, and they did it quite well. Uh, Inaba's kicks were not the best they've ever been, but they were pretty strong. And uh, they really saw that Inaba could win. She hit a very late on, she hit a pretty strong kick that, that had Hanan down for the count. And then she transitioned into a knee bar. And just as she got the knee bar in, the bell kind of rang. 
So they really put over Enabuk quite strong there and had the crowd kind of on the edge of their seat. Um, knowing that it went to a draw obviously kind of hurt it, but, you know, the watching live, I'm sure it was very exciting because Enabuk looked like she was on the verge of winning, um, but instead Hanan kind of fought her off. Um, so, I mean, you don't, like, have to go out of your way to watch it. I, I feel like they could have a better match, but it was a pretty strong showcase. I'll probably check it out. It was a strong showcase of what they can both do. Um, and they were both pretty good in it. Um, yeah, did you hear that uh, Inaba's stuck with the Sendai belt for a couple months? Yeah. Because Oka's out with like an eye injury or something? Yeah, Eureka Oka got hurt, so uh, that, that match was put back. Um, and we have to wait and see now, because, I, I mean... Padding out the stats, bro. Hell yeah. Who is <laughs> she going to defend against? Uh, actually, who is she going to defend against? Cannon again. Cannon's off for a few months. Um, oh, uh... Uh, is Monot get somebody from Diana? I don't know. Like, there's what, people. <laughs> it's a weird belt. Get Owie over there. Owie's debuting in Sunday. Yeah, she's on the Karkin. Yeah, yeah, That'd be pretty fun. I could be dupe. Um, dupe, dope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tomoki Inaba brought the Sendai Junior belt with her to this show. Actually, she she had it during her entrance. It's big. Um, and yeah, she's gonna have that belt for a little while. So maybe plans of her going to stardom, if there were plans will have to be delayed so she can drop that um we don't know when eureka oka is coming back though as far as i'm aware but um yeah wishing her a speedy recovery yeah yeah we need mystic young fox back in the world um they're so good they're, so yeah, they're good. pretty chill uh, after this match though hanan basically was like hey you know for my next challenger um me and uh waka have a match at tachikawa so you know if waka wants to come out and um, waka was like you know i've never won um Hanan, I thought this was really cute. Hanan was like, I know you've never won, but do you love pro wrestling? And Hanan and Waka was like, Yes, I love pro wrestling. And Hanan said, Well then, let's have a great match, which is adorable. Honestly, oh. adorable. Um, Man I, I I I talked about this with Kid, but if they ever turn Hanan heel, I'm gonna be really annoyed. Cause she's so just like such a like charming baby face, mm -hmm. like naturally. She has the Mayu vibe. You know, and obviously she learned part of it from Mayu, but like she just is so good at being a good person. Just like don't don't turn her unless it's with her her sisters and they like go on to reign of terror. That'd be oh, great. Yeah. Otherwise, don't turn her. Um, but that sets up our next challenger. Um, at this stage, I'm sure they're just gonna get Hanan to like a ten defense mark so that she can be the benchmark for this belt. Because um, if it isn't already clear to people, <laughs> she has now surpassed Utami's record. This woman is getting the keys to the kingdom at some point when uh, when oh, Stardom yeah. wants to. So um, you can see her setting a pretty strong record here for for defenses. They've been doing some title records lately. They have, yeah. Like obviously they were they were big on the on the title records with the big belts a couple of years ago, but now they're they're running the smaller ones, making sure they run them up. Yeah, I, th I think it's just because they like defend them a lot more, so the defense records are easier yeah. to get. Um, Definitely, there's there's a reason they did it here with with uh, Anan. So something to keep an eye on. I have no idea who beats her for for this belt. Um, Probably gonna be my Sakurai. Maybe, maybe she just gets. Are the... they in the same block? Wait, no, they're not. No. They're not. They're not. Maybe blocks. she gets the ten defenses and just vacates it. I don't know. I, I feel like that could be a possibility, and then you. I mean, have like she turns eighteen next month, so she could realistically challenge for belts like mm -hmm. in the next year you know so i mean i could see it yeah no i i wouldn't really line anything out um and honestly we just have kind of have to wait and see but i could definitely see her hitting that 10 defense mark and then 
Kane or something. It depends, though. I mean, they're working with other companies. Maybe you do her and Haruka. I don't know if Haruka still qualifies, though. I don't think she does. Um, do her and, I would say her and Aoi, probably. Her and Aoi, maybe Nanami, uh, Aihozan. But it, again, that depends on if they want to bring in outsiders for future stardom challenges. Um, but her next defense is against Waka. Um, Waka's not going to win, sadly, but imagine she I did. hope she dude. doesn't. If she, <laughs> Dude, if she did, everything we just said would mean nothing. Because Waka beat Hanan, Hanan not really. washed. Hanan like, you can't recover from that. <laughs> she broke Utami's record. She's set life, basically. Um, if Hana, if Waka does win, though, we're throwing a parade. That's just, that's it. Oh, 100%. It needs pride when you can the have walk a Waka is parade. on top, bro. I'll hijack the it's I'll, be I'll, I'll hijack the the gay pride parade in Dublin and just turn it into a waka parade. It's it's fine. <laughs> waka waka. It's like why are you booing me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's the king of New York. <laughs> this woman is a queen. Um, oh, yeah. Man. So that's that. Uh, the next match then uh, I didn't get to see this. I think it got uploaded after I had finished watching everything. Um, but I do think it's up now as we speak. But uh, it is up, yeah, because they've been uploading, as I said, all day. <laughs> um, but this was Hikari Shimizu, Saki, Unagi Sayaka, and Minichiro Kawa of the Cosmic Angels, seeing Lady C, Sayakamatani, Azumi, and Utami Hayashishita of Queen's Quest. Uh, Saki pinned Lady C with a brain buster. Um, you know, I think the one thing about colors being here that sucks is that now Queen's Quest are the only team that has to lose. Like, because, <laughs> like, I mean, like, Waka still exists, but, like, they have enough people to where it's, like, any match that's more than three-on-three, three, uh, Queen's Quest loses. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just not a lot of hope for it, which is which is a shame, because Queen's Quest is, you know, good, in my opinion. They are. Um, after this match was when Saki asked to be in the five-star Grand Prix, and as we know, was granted she did get the spot of being x in the tournament so uh interesting to see how that goes uh, the match after that was a captain's fall four-way match uh, it was himeka micah and julia of Don del mondo beating uh hazuki watanabe and uh fukigan death oh no yes. what the hell this is all this fukigan was in it the teams are listed weird um all right so siri yeah. mariah and amisori were in there uh, Hazuki Kogum and Mayu yes. Momo Fukigen and yes. Saki. Right, okay. Yes. Okay, this match makes no fucking sense. I'm gonna be honest. Doesn't. Um Cause... anyway, hold on. Uh so uh Julia okay. eliminated somebody over the top rope for the win <laughs> in ten minutes. So this match only Mayu, went ten minutes. Yeah. So I think it, Jesus. Yeah, so I think it was Fukigen and Mayu were the captains. So Okay. If people could see what I see on Stardom's website, like there are just names everywhere. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even. It I'm is not even all over the place. Um, but no, the thing that's so weird about this is that, like, the entire like the pay per view ended, unfortunately, with Kid talking, um, and it ended with Kid saying, "Oh, well, you guys want to challenge? Win the match on in Corkin," and then they just didn't win. And a team, like a random team. I mean, they're not random, but they like just like a relatively random team won. And it just what? <laughs> like that's so bizarre. Like because like Stars has been getting momentum for like months yeah. now, and yeah. like the second that they're like, okay, we have momentum, we're challenging. Kids like, nah, you gotta win one more match. 
even though you've won every other match you've had this year. You got to win one more. I'm ha- I have my hand as a microphone up to my mouth. Mm-hmm. You got to win one more. And then they lose. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, but yeah, so. Uh, my Hime Julia. Yeah, so the uh, DDM A team won the match and they challenged yeah. for the, the artist belts after. Well, I guess A team would be poi, but yeah. Depends. Um, but they asked for a shot specifically on the July 24th show. So that's now official. Uh, that pay per view has one match now. It is Hameka, Micah, and Julia against uh momo saki and starlight kid so how do they even lose that what do you mean how does ddm lose i mean revival obviously but oh yeah revival let's move on somebody because they might want to heat her up wait what do you say since we're heading into the gp you could maybe have momo pin somebody Mm. or you could just Revival. Or that. Um, but that was what this Captain's Fall match was for. I didn't get to see it. It looks like it was absolute anarchy based on the, the report here on the website. Yeah. And it went 10 minutes. So uh, amazing. So, yeah, it seems amazing. Um, the main event then, and uh, we're going to have to discuss this again. And Natsupoi beat Tam Nakano in uh, 20 minutes. So just following on from their cage match. Essentially picked up from where it left off. Um, yeah, they just did more moves. And I thought this was a better match. It still isn't clicking with me the way other people seem to be enjoying it. Like I'm not not yeah. saying it's a match of the year or anything. It still had a lot of the pretentiousness, I guess is probably a good way to put it. Of like, oh, this is a big story moment. But the actual action was a lot better. Um. It, the start of the match was so it was more brutal than anything they did in the cage. They were just slamming yeah. each other on the mats outside. I was, I, that was disgusting. I, I think the thing about these matches is, that like made it made them worse was that I was thinking of ways that it could be better, mm-hmm. and I just got more upset because like I was thinking it's like man, if they had done this outside of the ring stuff like before the cage match, that would have been so cool. Mm-hmm. If like again, because I'm I'm thinking like if they just blended these into one match. I would have had a good time. I truly believe I would. Even though the story is still pretty shifty. Like, I think I would have had a good time. They probably could have made it feel meaningful. All that, blah, blah, blah. If Natsupoi just attacked her outside of the cage, and they just beat each other up outside of the cage, then went into the cage, and then, like, that would have been so much better. But instead, they separated it, so they were just outside for, like, a long time for no reason. And Daichi didn't count, because he kept getting beat up by Tam. But, uh, it was it was fun stuff, and it was like you said more brutal than like most of the cage match. But like, I just feel like there was like nothing flows right with these two in these matches. Is probably the biggest pet peeve of mine is that it doesn't feel doesn't feel right. You know, it's not even like they're doing moves bad or even even the melodrama. It's like yeah, it's annoying, but it's like you can have a good melodramatic mm-hmm. match, but they just aren't they aren't flowing, and it it, it kind of sucks. Yeah, definitely they tried to do some big stuff that didn't really land uh, at all. Um, and there wasn't a lot of variety either. I feel like Tam and Natsupoi, their original match was so good because a lot of it was like striking. Yeah. They were like really hitting each other. And that's one of the best ways possible to get across that you hate somebody is to smack the shit out of them. But they barely did yes. that here and in the other match. Although Tam did bring back the floor kicks where she's just kicked somebody in the face and it's very cool. Um <laughs> 
I don't know. Again, like it never hit the level that other people seem to be enjoying it on. And the story, again, I don't think there's much of a story there. If there is, it's just manufactured. And I'm not going to... You're going to tell me this is important. I'm not going to buy it just because I don't feel like it's important. Um, yeah, I get that. And I don't know. The finishing bit fell short with me because a lot of the time I don't like when somebody does their finisher over and over again. It feels a bit anticlimactic. Um, See, the ferial gift I spam didn't mind it. Reminded me of that one Sari versus Sukasa Fujimoto match. I don't know if you ever watched it. <laughs> um, but Sukasa. I don't think I have. Sukasa did. You know her move where she jumps on somebody's back and like flips them? Yes. So she did that like eight times in a row <laughs> for pinning Sari. And I was just like, why? <laughs> what to are be you fair, doing? No, I, I, I didn't mind it because it wasn't the finish and it's her fourth most important I move. I don't think so. Oh. I feel like the Ferial, the Blink is at least like her number two finish. She pins quite oh, a lot. Oh yeah, this, it's the Ferial Blink, not the Gift. No, the, then the Gift, yeah. The, she she pins quite a lot of people with that. Um, the broken move. Well, okay. Man, I hate how her names are, like, yeah. I, I can't stand <laughs> it. Um, but, no, because like, I mean, her roll-up is way more protected. Uh, like, she just pins everybody with that. Uh, the SOS, which I forget what that's called, is more protected. I feel like she barely the, uses the that SOS though. Like this one is her main it's like her super. general finisher. Yeah, but like it's it's like her super. I mean, like what's what's a good example? Like my use moonsault is not that well protected. Depends on the opponent. You know what I mean? Like she, her she her, never, her dragon suplex five times. is protected. <laughs> she never hit the moonsault five times. It's true. Um, and I I brought this up just to piss you off, but the Aja Kong comparison is a valid comparison of. Okay. Moves you see, the being thing hit is, though, a bunch of times doesn't the matter. The thing is, AJW did eventually run into the issue of diminishing returns with that stuff, where nothing got a pop unless somebody was being spiked on their head or stiffed. So that's true. Don't want to go down that route. You will burn out. But your But I don't think I don't think this is I don't think this is a slippery slope issue. I think this is just well, no. her just burying her own finish, which yeah. sucks. But it's like it's not even her finish anymore, so it doesn't really matter that I much. I just think Stardom wrestlers do have an issue with finishers sometimes, where they will discard them. Yeah. And then you've you've mentioned that before. But I just thought it was anticlimactic. Yes. Like, I always think as a spot, when you're setting up the move and doing it over and over again, it's just a bit anticlimactic. Well, that wasn't the finish. It wasn't, but it still was, like, towards the finishing stretch, and I remember just being like, oh, I think okay. I think the point when I gave up was in the doctor came out. Yeah, that was weird. Did yeah. you see that? That I was just like, dude, th- really? Really? Like this is when you come like not not to be that guy, but Azumi like could have broken both for kneecaps like just in a half from that dive, but this is when you come out because she hit a couple moonsaults. That's that's when <laughs> that's when it's justified, but you know, that's that's a pet peeve. That's just a little, you know, a little thing. And, yeah, I, I thought it fell short this match as well. But I thought that a lot of Natsupoy's offense was fun. She hit TNA kicks to Tam's face. Yes. That shit was beautiful. It was. But yeah, I mean, it was, you know. Yeah, um, but yeah. The... Also, Tam said she'll never retire. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Um, and they basically said that the third match between them is this uh, upcoming uh, tag match on the pay-per-view. So that gives the uh, big elimination match some stakes. Um, speaking of, that elimination match has been changed. Uh, that card got changed. Tekla is still hurt. So that match is now a five-on-five. Uh, Yuko Sakurai has been demoted to... Uh, uh, three-way in the opener, I think. Um, we do have to kind of get to finishing up the show, though, so that was the Corican. We can't it really is, expand on it too much. 
uh, we do have two shows to preview, sadly, so uh, we're going to have to jam through these. So on the 2nd of July, Stardom is in, in the Eddie Onosaka Arena number two. Uh, in the opener, we have Lady C versus Momo Kogo, and uh, hopefully Komomo wins here. That doesn't even get a fucking doesn't. picture. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah, Komomo definitely gets it. Uh, the next match is Mayu Watani and Saeeda versus Saki Kashima and Fukigen Death. Um, I f- they love Tokyo Sports. Hell yeah, I feel like the Tokyo Sports team could probably roll up Ida. Yeah, I could see it, but I could also see... I wonder what they end up doing with SWA, because these two are the only two that have ever even mentioned it. Who knows, is, man. Is De- Death and Saki. Be Tony. But, you know. Challenging. He comes over. Yeah, probably. Uh, the match after that is Siri versus Mai Sakurai. Uh, poor Mai is going to get battered. I feel like this is going to be like a weird match. I don't know why. Probably, I, don't I feel know. like it's just going to flow weird. Might, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. I, I trust in Siri. Yeah. Uh, the match after that is Utami Hashishita, Azumi, and Sai Kamatani of Queen's Quest versus Roka, Starlight Kid, and Mom Watanabe of Uedo Tai. Uh, Queen's Quest should win there. Roka is an easy pin. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, anybody on the Queen's Quest team can realistically pin Roka yeah. or Kid, kind of. Mm. I mean, Sai could pin Kid and Azumi could pin Kid. But Kid might just beat Azumi, and that might be like. She might, her. yeah. They don't really do that anymore, though, as that I remember. So. Yeah, but you know they they're building up the Saya match, so I could see Kid. You know. Enough. Um, the match after that is Julia. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, Julia, Micah, Himeka, and Natsupoy of Donald Amondo versus Tam Nakano, Mina Shirakawa, Nagisaka, and Waka Skiyama of the Cosmic Angels. Uh, so Donald Amondo is going to win. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the main event, then, is the Goddess of Stardom Championship match. It is Suzuki and Koguma, FWC, versus Mirai and Ami Sore. Um, but... They've been throwing these tag matches on like the ends of really random Osaka shows. Yeah, they do like to give Eddie on number two some stuff, so I, I don't really... not surprised. I get it, um, but there's there's not any other stuff, is the weird that's thing. That's true. Like, at all. Um, I feel like FWC have to retain there. Ami and Mirai... We'll probably win yeah. the belts eventually, but not now. I hope not. No, that's... FWC are on a run, man. It's true. Well... Double and no, I can't touch that. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, it should be a good match, though. I feel like Ami and Mariah will be very good there against those two. Yeah. Um, I think I think they should do the bear post. Definitely. Uh, the show after that, then, our last show to preview is on July 3rd. Uh, this is in the Aichi... Loiser Hotel, Holiday Hall. Wow. Prestigious venue. Um, the opener. The Very opener is Lady Z versus Wakaskyama versus Saki Kashima. So, uh, oh, man. I thought Lady Z was actually going to win a uh, match. Saki's going to win there. Uh, the match after that is Koguma, Koguma and Momokogo versus Julia and Mai Sakurai. Uh, probably a DDM win there. Yeah. Uh, hold on. The phone is ringing. Okay, um, DDM winning the second match was where we had, yep. Yes. Alright, um, match after that is Micah, Himeka, and Natsupoi versus Roka, Starlight Kid, and Momo Anabe. Uh, so I feel like Mahimi Poi should win there, you know, former artist champions and stuff. Yeah. 
They don't lose. Nope. Uh, the match after that is Siri, Mirai, and Ami Sore of God's Eye oh. versus Mayu Utani, Saida, and Hazuki of Stars. So, um, could do a draw here because God's Eye love going to draws, but Ida might just lose. God's Eye over Saya, probably. Yeah. You would think so. I mean, Ami already has a pin over her. All of them have pins over her. That's fair. That actually. is true. Okay. <laughs> Poor Ida. Um, and then the main event, the last match of the show, is uh, <laughs> Utami Ajishita, Azumi Sayakamatani, and Lady C of Queen's Quest versus Tam, Mina, Unagi, and Waka of Cosmic Angels. Queen's Quest are winning. Yay. Huzzah. Mm-hmm. It's wild how... Um... I mean, Lady C gets a win. That's nice. Yeah. One of like it, ten all time. How's Lady C in two matches? What? She's in the opener as well, isn't she? Yes. What the hell? Why? <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no! They changed it. They changed it. They changed it. Uh, it's Utami, Azumi, Saya, uh, Tam. Is it? You sure? Oh, it's a, it's a three on, it's a three on four. Hmm. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. Yeah, it's a three on four. <laughs> oh my god, Waka's gonna lose. Waka's gonna lose hey, a three oh on yeah, four match. On, on. That is let's hilarious. See, let's see, because see, I forgot now. Um, so the other matches are the same, right? Um, oh yeah, okay. Six, yeah. No, six person tag. So Utami, Azumi, and Saya versus Tam, Mina, and Unagi. This one. No, 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 no. There's also Waka. Waka's not there in, in the newest. Uh, Waka is in the opener. Oh, yeah. Waka and Lady C are in the opener. Duh. Oh. Stupid. <laughs> okay. So... Man, that would have been so fun if Waka lost a three-on-four match. Okay. I don't know how their website messed that up so bad. So, Waka and Lady C... I got so excited for something so new. So, Waka and Lady C in the opener, and then the main event is a six-woman tag. Tami, Azumi, and Saya yeah. versus Tam, Mina, and Unagi. Every other match is... Seco 30? Um, maybe, actually, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> not watching that. Um, it's wild how... I'll watch it, but that's... It's crazy how not having Hanan, Rina, Hina, and Miu uh, limits them so much sometimes. Like, this yeah. is bare-bones shit. Um, obviously, Tekla not being around doesn't help. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's this weekend's shows. Um, we'll be back next week to uh, review that Eddie on show. And I pray that the other one isn't up. <laughs> um, and then we'll be previewing the, the pay-per-view that Stardom has coming up. Um, we Yeah, uh, the Summer Sun, whatever that is. Yeah, that one. Yeah, Yeah. no, it's Midsummer Champions. Yeah, but TJPW is Oh, right. shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that. that's fair. Oh, and New Blood. New I'm Blood 3 as well. That. Yeah, New Blood 2. All right. So we'll be back next week to talk about all that. A lot of stuff next week. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Unagi is in the Gan Ganbari show then that on the tenth as well. So yes. we'll look we'll look forward to that. It's wild that they didn't put Unagi versus Yuri on that one match. Like, that would have made more sense infinitely. Well, maybe but they whatever. Well, I suppose they had other plans for Unagi to do the tag. Yeah. Um, and Yuri versus Sakura is an interesting one anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll be looking forward to all that next week. Uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope we didn't talk your ears off too much about Tam versus Natsupoi. Um, but it has been a hotly debated I actually topic. had more to say, but I just gave up that, on it. That's fair, because we, we did go for a long time. Um, and, like, <laughs> we could have gone way longer, but, uh, 
we do have time constraints sometimes. So um, that, I suppose, I can just close the show. Yeah. All right. If you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Yo. Yo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Is inflation taking a bite out of your grocery budget? Andrews Federal Credit Union is here to help. Introducing our Inflation Buster Share Certificate with 5% APY for seven months now through December 14th. Bring your money to Andrews Federal Credit Union today. The Inflation Buster account must be open with new money. Andrews Federal Credit Union membership is not just for the military. We also serve the community. Visit andrewsfcu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Membership eligibility required. APY equals annual percentage yield. Must have a $1,000 minimum balance to earn advertised APY. APY.